You are listening to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, your go-to source for unlocking your true soul purpose and unleashing it into your business. I'm your host, Coach Holly Marie, and I'm a reformed old-school business strategist turned spiritual business coach. I'm now helping you to tap into your spiritual power and build it into a business that not only changes the world, but brings you abundantly flowing money while you do it. Stay tuned for an epic show ahead and be sure to share your listening experience on Instagram, tagging me at Coach Holly Marie so I can share the love. Now, grab your crystals, light some sage, and let's get hunting for purpose. This episode today, you get an addition to just my Australian accent. Today, I've got a guest joining me, which is so exciting. And I really want to give a super warm welcome to the divine Lucy Becker. Welcome, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Now, Lucy is a Kiwi, which you're going to pick up on. And I think just if we just talked for the next hour, Lucy, just in an Australian accent and a Kiwi accent, that would be enough to make people happy. <laughs> but everybody, I wanted to bring Lucy on for a guest episode today because um, I've had the, the true joy and privilege of working with Lucy in a few different capacities over the last eight months or so. And just recently, Lucy, who is a boundaries coach, um, ran an online summit, which was so exceptional and so amazing. She pulled together this incredible collaborative group of women all talking about different aspects of feminine leadership of, you know, running businesses. Um, And I was so impressed. I was so impressed by how Lucy managed to bring all of that together in the way that she presented it, the impact that it had on people. So I've invited her on today to do a bit of reflection on how that summit came to be, what it felt like, what the aftermath has been like, but also to talk about her journey because Lucy has been, so special and so unique in in the journey that she's had that just I've been able to witness. So first and for first and foremost, Lucy, I would love you to share a little bit about yourself. What do you do as a boundaries coach? Who are you? Tell us something interesting about yourself. Oh, stop. I love this. I love it. You can just keep talking about me. That's fine. (laughs) I don't need to talk anymore. It's good. That's it. We're done. Yeah, so I am Lucy. As Holly said, I am a boundaries coach. So essentially, I work with people pleasers and people that struggle to say no to people. And I help them say no without feeling guilty so that they can prioritize self-care and prioritize their own energy above everything else. So that's essentially what I do. Um And we do that through a lot of uh, mindset work and differentiating between like excuses, fears and limiting beliefs. And then once you have those sort of deep rooted limiting beliefs, then we use soul activation uh, processes to release them. And then you can rewrite them. So I do the identify, uh, release and then transform is the kind of, it's kind of how I work with those limiting beliefs. Um, Yeah. And I uh, kind of, I wasn't always, a coach I uh and I know like I know I've like gone through a couple of different niches this year like this year has just kind of been fun for me just like figuring out what it is that I love and what it is that I'm really passionate about and 
I figured out like the swords that I would die on, like <laughs> the things yeah. that, like no yeah. matter what I'm teaching, the swords that I would die on. Are, um, you're the only person that has to live with the consequences of your decisions. Mm-hmm. It's my first and foremost. Um, you don't have to wait to be happy. So you can be happy right now and you should take out everything uh, that doesn't make you happy mm-hmm. and you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Um, so those are like my three. That is what I'm so passionate about. <laughs> um, and I know when we were talking about setting up this podcast, you're like, cool, so you're a decision-making coach. I'm like, ah, I was, I was. Um, and <laughs> I ran, a, yeah. And I ran like this really amazing mastermind on decision-making Um, And so some people still kind of associate that with me. And there's definitely part of that uh, in what I do, because I teach like a six step, um, the assert method for setting boundaries um, is what I'm doing. And being able to make decisions, even when other people are unhappy about it, that's definitely a huge part of it. Mm. Uh, But all of the, with all the Black Lives Matter movements um, and somebody who, and I really appreciate her coming to me and she told me later that she was so terrified to message me um (laughs) but she was just like I have to say something because I was talking about decision making and doing whatever you want in life and all these things and she's like do you have um an audience in the states because that's gonna hit differently over there right Mm. now Mm -hmm. like people are gonna hear it differently Mm. and at first I was like oh no, like people just hear what they want to hear, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh my, and then every time I went to make content on making decisions, I was like, wow, like I can't talk about this in an aligned way anymore because making decisions is completely contextual. Mm. Wow. I'm really privileged in every decision that I've made, even though it's been my own and I'm just like, nobody can tell me what to do. And I'm like, not everyone can do that. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely still teach parts of that. Uh, but as I say, the sword that I die on is you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Yes. <laughs> and like saying no to people and then feeling good about it. It's not just mm-hmm. about not feeling guilty. I help people actually feel good about it. Like I've got clients message like, yeah, I said no to the thing. Woo! Like <laughs> I didn't celebrate. Yeah. Like, and they'll message me really excited. Like, oh, I didn't go to that like really toxic family event and they don't get to be there. Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> um, and so that's what gets me really worked up and really excited. And that's just this year, and I think that's it for now. <laughs> I, think, I can keep I going, think that's but where like, we're at for now. I that's where we're that, at currently. Yeah, I mean, we can just sum that up under the banner of 2020. This is where I'm at today. I yeah, think this is yeah. where I'm at today. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about watching your journey, Luce, I think you and I, I think we started speaking maybe December last year. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's been nearly a year that you and I have worked with each other in different capacities, and when we first came into connection with each other, you were doing content writing, Mm, mm -hmm. which is vastly different (laughs) to what you're doing now. And I know you've had a lot of kind of like genesis and different, you know, a real like metamorphosis process throughout Mm -hmm. that and um, coming to the decision to be a coach and then kind of niching and feeling alignment within different parts of that. Yeah. I'm really curious about if, if you look at that journey from like content writer to where you're at now, not mm-hmm. necessarily about the title or the niche, but about your personal journey in that. Mm. What, what do you feel like 
that has been like? You know, what has, how has that felt overall for you doing that journey? Um, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm just becoming more of who I'm supposed to be. Like that sounds a bit wishy-washy, <laughs> but I remember, I feel like your body knows that it's wrong before you actually do. I just remember because I was building my business. So I was building the little content co it was called. So I did blog writing and I remember seeing all these other business owners and they were doing all these amazing things. And I imagined, and when I like drew like a visualization of what I wanted my life to look like, it was me standing on stages. It was me like speaking into people's lives. And I was like, cool, I'm going to take my writing business and turn it into a way that I can speak into women's lives in a really powerful way. And then I ended up writing for coaches because that's who I wanted to associate with. And then I was just like, wow, I'm writing about all these amazing things that people are doing. Like that should be me. Like I should be the one doing those amazing things. Mm. And so really what it was, um, was just like, even though it was a good thing, it just wasn't enough for me yeah. uh, to be writing about what other people were doing. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and I think I came to you when I was kind of switching over and kind of like, mm, mm, should I change? Should I whatever? Mm. And um, yeah, in the end, and this is, uh, it's such, a, it's infuriating because it's such a common belief that I deal with with clients is that you have to commit to something once you've started. Yeah. I'm just like, if it's not right, you just have to say, thank you. That's been great. Let's right. just, and you can start again at any point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was just, it wasn't enough. Mm. I think. Yeah. And so just, and um, I think Angie Lee, her name is, she always talks about letting go of something good for something great. Mm. Right. And so like I'd built that business and it was great and I had a great year, but it, it's not who I want to be long term yeah yeah yeah. man there is so much good stuff in there and even just that letting go of something good for something great or even Mm. even letting go of something great for the blind knowing of something Mm. different and of something better that's definitely the journey that I've been on over the last six Mm -hmm. months you know in building a six-figure coaching business which was great and which was thriving and which was hitting all of those success milestones Mm. um and then leaving that behind Mm. knowing that there was something nondescript, whatever it was, but there was something that was different and something that was better. Um, and I love watching that, that process of bravery in mm. you that you have, you have, even when you've struggled with things and even, even when you've been resisting things, you've always had this attitude of I'll jump off the cliff. It'll, do it'll it. work out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, that's been a huge, yeah, yeah. And that's largely due to you, like working with you this oh, year. Oh, thank you. No, that's all you. Like, <laughs> and because I joined you for the Soul Collective, um, and that was very much focusing on your soul's purpose and turning it into a business. And yeah. for me, that was so radical because the way that I'd started was like oh I can write like oh I know how to write blog posts let's just build a business Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and I did and it was great um and I'm not (laughs) saying that it was completely (laughs) shit you know like I had a great year um and then I but 
you could see the progression of like, this is what I'm like sort of good at. I build it into a business and then I can affect people with it rather mm. than like, this is my soul's calling and I can have a profitable business yeah. from it. Um, so yeah. that was completely radical to me. I'm just like, oh, I have a soul's purpose to like speak into people's lives. I don't know what that message is yet. Like it's taken me eight months to figure that out, but like we're here now and it's great. <laughs> These things take time. These things take time. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. so used to instantaneous and mm. um, especially in the online space, we get very used to this kind of one, two, three step process. And we like mm. to apply that to spirituality and, and to understanding our soul and our purpose. <laughs> it's very like, well, I'll take a course, you know, yeah. and at the end of module six, then, then I will have graduated. Mm. That's, that's not how spirituality works. And that's yeah. certainly not, not how your soul or your energy works. But mm. um, certainly what a lot of people experience, which I think you touched on there is uh, we out of fear and out of trepidation, what we tend to do is to emulate things that we feel we're capable of doing mm. rather than using our courage and our bravery to go after the thing that we actually want and that actually yep. feels aligned to us. So like I'll create a content writing business because I'm good at writing and other people are doing that and that feels safe. And certainly it's like challenging and maybe it's a little bit out of your comfort zone and you can mm. have a certain amount of success, but there is always that feeling of, this is not aligned. This is yeah. not, this doesn't spark me. And exactly what you said, that feeling of, you know, instead of writing about what other coaches were doing, mm. doing what the other coaches were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on the side of the stage. I want to be in the middle of the stage holding yeah. the microphone. And yeah, we brush over that. I think we, we brush over that a lot of like, oh, these, you know, my, like my one day dreams. Mm. I'll do that. But our journey is just a culmination of what we do day after day. Yeah. So if day after day, what you're doing is standing to the side of the stage, you're going to stay. Guess where you're going to be yeah, in the exactly. next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> like on the side of the stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think that, I truly don't think that we see that any more plainly than in business. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, you kind of get catapulted through these things, mm. right? And especially if you're in the space on Instagram and you see all these people like, you need to work on your mindset. Like, yeah. you yeah. need to do these things. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of go through, yeah, yeah. And then you're suddenly like forced to go through all these things. Um, but yeah, as I say, one of the swords I'll die on is be happy today. Mm. Um, and I, I remember part like a huge part of my story is when I was leaving university and this, uh, this crazy sociology lecturer um, and we were talking about statistics and like work and like life after uni. He's like, yeah, statistically, like most people don't have work-life balance until they're about 50, blah, blah, blah. And just kept talking. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what was I like 20, oh God, 24 or something. And I was like, um, no. <laughs> Not like, signing on for that. Uh -uh. No, yeah. And I had, had I had already started freelancing. I was like, well, that's it. Like, I'm not going to pursue a grad job. Like, why? What? Like, yeah. I'm not going until I'm 50. Yeah. And now, like, a lot of my clients have started um, saying that. They're like, I'm not waiting till I'm 50, Lucy. Like, fuck that. Let's be happy yeah. now. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. 
So it sounds like it sounds like a lot of what people come to you with as well is is that journey of um, connecting to and allowing that voice of desire. This mm-hmm. is actually what I desire. This is actually what I want. And kind of that like permission giving process of yeah. can I allow myself to want what I want and then to go after what I want? Yeah. Is, is that like, is there particular like, you know, verbology or terminology that people come to you with that you see time after time or hear time after time? Um, not so much in that realm, but I know a lot like if I had to categorize clients, they're ones who have experienced maybe loss or like loss of health maybe. Mm. And they're suddenly like, oh my God, life is really short. Like, what am I doing? Um, And then just kind of getting them through that. And the first step of it is to remove things that are draining your energy. Mm. Um, That's probably the biggest thing that we start with is like identifying what you need to take out first um but yeah so like I have clients like whose mothers have passed away like relatively young and then they just and then suddenly they're like why am I in this job that I hate (laughs) um and so it's not always like such big things like quitting your job I do have like I I for some reason attract people that are ready to quit their jobs I'm like okay like I don't want you to set fire to your day job but (laughs) but if you genuinely hate it like what can you do and they're like cool I hate this job like I know that I can do something better and it's like okay I can get like this job in the meantime while I'm building a business and like all of that Mm. um so yeah that's definitely the first thing is like what is draining your energy where have you got energy leaks and then take that shit out (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. do you feel like that's become more more prevalent or or more obvious to people in 2020 like as we continue to progress through 2020 and you know shit's not settling down Mm. um do you feel like that's given a lot of rise to people to say look if i'm in the midst of this chaos and everything's still up in the air maybe it is time for me to think about what i want yeah, I mean, you see that thing circulating. You just like as we return to normal, you know, like figure out what you're taking with you back to normal. Yeah, and like figuring out. So I know that's been kind of circulating, but you see a huge section of the population that can't afford to dream right now, mm-hmm. um, and that's yeah, it's really hard because I am from a privileged position where a I am not struggling that much financially you know like we're doing really well and I already know that I can do what I want and shit just kind of works out you know but there's a lot of people that don't have that safety net of like being able to trust themselves um so I think people want to do that yeah Uh, (laughs) like they want to acknowledge these things Mm. but I get a lot of people coming to me with like they want to change these things, but there's money fears around that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I, that just can't be discounted. And I, I get really triggered when I see sales scripts and people trying to sell and being like, oh, it's just money, like whatever. And I'm like, oh, like the economy's crashing. But we're in a recession. Like, yeah, like, like the financial world is falling down around us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like do not just, set fire to your day job (laughs) (laughs) 
you might need it. You might yeah. need it, yeah. And so, like, normally, I'm like, yeah, quit your job. Like, fuck, like, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. maybe you don't. Like, maybe come up with a better plan. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's another alternative here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that connection between privilege and purpose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's, I think the real truth is that there is fear in, in both, whether you are privileged or not privileged, there is always fear in, in pursuing purpose. And we could replace the word purpose with dream too, you know, like whatever it is that really feels aligned for you, that makes you feel kind of on fire. Exactly. As you would say, well, like what's the sword that I would die on? Mm. Ultimately, what is, what are the things that drive me here? And if that could be painted as the picture of my life, I would feel complete doing that. And that's purpose, right? That's, that's the dream. And privilege, we we never talk about this, but that's such a good point. Privilege can't be discounted Mm. from purpose because the more privileged we are, the more available our purpose is to us, Mm -hmm. right? Like purpose, it takes money. Dreams take money. Let's be real. Like dreams dreams take finances, (laughs) they take resources, they take time, they take support. Like nobody wakes up one morning and finds themselves in their dream just suddenly like, Mm. landed on their lap and particularly this year as we're doing so much discussion uh you know around racism and you know the black lives matter movement and a whole bunch of other things that are energetically going to come up into the collective consciousness right like all of these broken systems and broken hierarchies Mm. there there is um a disadvantage that is given to people who do not have the same privilege yeah that we do a hundred percent yeah, the the youth worker in me comes out because I was a youth worker back in whenever it was, yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Um, and you learn about things like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you yes. know, like you need yes. to have all the safety and security and then like food safety and like mm-hmm. physical safety. And then you move up into like self-awareness yep. and self-discovery. And I'm like, if you don't have this shit sorted, yeah. like if you don't know where you are sleeping tonight. Like, yeah. And as I say, like this is, that was a huge driver in me switching niches because like I could not talk about it mm. without feeling like I was being tone deaf right <laughs> like, yes. um yes. so yeah, that was a huge driver in me changing what I was doing so yeah and if we I think collectively if we can't come out of 2020 with at least clarity like that mm. to say I am willing to check myself mm. I am willing to turn a lens on myself that shows me what my life is actually like that shows me what privilege I do have, that shows me what biases I do have. And that also shows me what fears I do have, mm. right? Like, am I, am I not taking the money and the resources that I need to put behind my purpose and to aligning myself with that because I'm afraid of doing mm. it? Or is it because I, I don't have the certain amount of privilege that other people have? Like, am I comparing myself to the person on Instagram that's got 700,000 followers and pulls in a million dollars a year in their business and is talking about how they had their spiritual awakening sitting next to a pool with a cocktail in their hand. Like Mm. that's a certain level of privilege that other people don't have. We're not in the same pool as that, you know, and that's a, that's a permission slip in itself, but it's also, it's also a call to accountability. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, I have run a masterclass called The Difference Between Excuses, Fears, and Limiting Beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
and yes. that was that was a really fun masterclass because I was sort of talking about like excuses are the things that you can poke holes in really easily if you ask yourself why yeah. so excuses you're like oh I can't and you're like okay why? why though you're like oh because I can't and you're like okay like maybe you can and you're just being ridiculous and fears are things like the money and the privilege and like you can mitigate them you know mm. And they're things like, okay, like that's a genuine concern. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to, you know, step on toes or scare my partner or whatever it is, but they can be mitigated. And then limiting beliefs are the things that like you keep coming back to no matter how much you're working on them, right? Yeah. And so they're things like that don't actually make sense. You're like, oh, I'm scared because whatever. Mm. And you're like, oh, that doesn't make sense, but you keep coming back to it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, like huge distinction between those three things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Mm. So like I said in the intro, recently you ran the Reset Summit. Yeah, um, we haven't even got to that. Before. Oh my God. Right? It's like the juicy part. So anyone started so, talking. About <laughs> so I had the privilege of being part of the Reset Summit and I'm, I'm so thankful that you invited me and I had such a beautiful time just being a voice and being a teacher and just being a participant in that whole summit. Um, and so for anybody who was not a participant, didn't say anything about it, what, what was the Reset Summit? What were you hoping to achieve? Who were you reaching through that? Uh, yeah, so Reset 2020, um, it started It started off just me and like one or two other people and we're like, yeah, we should do a collab, we should do a thing. And then my mind just goes all the way over here. I'm like, let's do a summit. Like, <laughs> we need like 30 speakers and like, blah, 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 we're going to have all these things. And the two people I was collaborating with were like, oh my God, like we will, we will be there for you, but this is like, it's obviously your baby now, <laughs> which pretty much sums up who I am. I uh, don't do uh, <laughs> teamwork in classes and I don't, <laughs> I don't like team projects. Anyway, not the point. Um, so the Reset 2020 Summit was my response to people who had kind of given up on the year. Um, and it started off as like a, yeah, let's get really motivated and like reset our aspirations and like get motivated for the last four months of the year. Um, but once I started, uh, interviewing people and talking to people, um, and so I had a lot of coaches around spirituality and, uh, mindset and like rhythm and flow and feminine energy and leadership, um, and once I started talking to all of them, most of them were telling people to slow down. Mm. So, you know, like you want to be hype, you want to be motivated. Uh, but most of them said like the best way to reset yourself is to just slow down for long enough to hear what you actually want yeah. like, and actually ask yourself what it is that's important. Mm. Um, so that was a kind of like merged and flowed as I was like talking to people and like my messaging changed a couple times but it was wonderful like it worked really well and um yeah like a lot of really positive feedback from it and a lot of like growth for the people that came yeah I love that I love that you in terms of the teachers that you pulled in you really had a full scope you know talking mm -hmm. about nutrition and exercise as well as you know mindset leadership as well as like the in-depth stuff like spirituality mm. um and that really encompassed i think the full experience 
of what what we're all journeying through this year and and there does tend to be um in my space what i've noticed is there does tend to be a bit of a an us and them misconception that a lot of mm. people come to me and say um and you know a lot of people are understanding and grabbing onto things more like astrology and human design and and that kind of predictive energetic spiritual work mm. and saying well you guys who are into that you must be doing fine right like mm. <laughs> you've got your feet on the ground whereas i'm flailing over here and i keep saying this is a collective experience we mm. are we are all in the collective right i am yeah struggling just as much with how my body feels and how my body moves and and what i'm eating and putting into it yesterday i ate three brownies and two pieces of chocolate cake and i regretted it afterwards <laughs> <laughs> i was like in the moment i was like i'm overwhelmed <laughs> I these things. you know as, as well as having that very deep energetic spiritual experience because that mm. that is the collective movement and it, we all have individual purpose, of course, but in 2020, what we're shifting into is actually a change in our collective purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all moving as well. And I just, I love that you represented every facet of that. Did you have, did you have people that, you know, who participated in the summit who really came to every single thing and soaked it all up? Or yeah. did you find that people kind of grabbed into one little bit rather than another? Um, yeah, most people like had maybe one or two like key people that they wanted to do. I did have um, a handful of people who were there at every single one. They came to every live event. They came to every, yeah, which was really fun because um, it's just like, oh, I just need everything. I need all the things. <laughs> but then like, I, like business and leadership coaches. And so people were obviously more drawn to that and people were sometimes drawn to the spiritual side of it. Um, so a great, when you start saying like all the different speakers, I'm like, yeah, it was really big. Like I don't <laughs> want to underestimate how, how big it was. And I'm watching other people run summits. They're like real popular at the moment. I've realized. Um, and they have a panel of speakers who all do talk about basically the same thing. I'm like, man, that would have been easy. <laughs> That would have been so much smoother. Yeah, like I've, I've, I'm going to one soon and like all of them are manifestation coaches, but they all wow. talk about slightly different things. I'm mm. like, oh, that would have been so much easier <laughs> to manage and to market. Oh, like Because I did this in about one month from the idea to actually running it was about a month. Yeah. That is incredible. Can you talk me through what what was that process itself like? Just like almost like the the crucible <laughs> like this one month journey of i've had this idea i'm going to go all in on it to here it is actually created and initiated and manifested in front of mm-hmm. me what was that journey like um i think i am very lucky and i run my business in a way that i am connected with a lot of really incredible people mm. And so everybody that i asked except maybe one who was a bit busy um agreed to come and talk to her. I'm just like, wow, I know a lot of really intelligible, <laughs> like a lot of people that speak about such cool things. Yeah. Um, and so that made it like the platform for it was a lot easier because I already had like 10 to 15 people who kind of work in the same mindset as me, like very feminine energy, very uh, talking about what you want, about slowing down, like all very similar. Um, and so within like two days, I already had a panel of about 15 people mm. so that was really cool I'm like quite lucky to, and I was like wow Instagram's great 
like 90% of the people in that summit I met through Instagram and it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, we, we bag on social media a lot, but it's got, it's got so much value. It's amazing. Yeah. So like that's just the best way to run your business is yeah. to be connecting in with those people and like cheering for them. Um, so that made that process a lot easier. Like I was kind of making stuff up as I went along, right? Like you could probably be... Oh, I don't like using the word successful and unsuccessful, but it could have been a lot bigger and a lot less stressful if I wasn't making it up as I went along. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I already had the platform that I'd hosted it on. And so I had that up and going in like two days. Mm. And then, yeah. Um, So it was a huge uh, energy drain like throughout the month, like by the time I actually got to the week of, because most of it was pre-recorded. Um, and so that made it, and I'm really glad I read somewhere when I was planning it. Like, yeah, you can pre-record these things. I'm like, great. You don't uh-huh. doesn't all have to be live because you will die. <laughs> like, you cannot do that many live events in one week. Um, so I think by the time I got to the week off, I was exhausted. And like every day I was on Instagram stories and like emails and all these things. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like forcing myself. To <laughs> um, yeah, but amazing. Like the feedback that I got from the people that attended was amazing. And I'll probably um, send out an email and say like, what are your longer term results? like what stuck out for you um yeah so mostly an energy thing yeah because you can do it like if you want to do it you can do it and I am writing a blog series on it if any coaches or whoever want to run a summit like I'm doing a step-by-step how I did it um which I will we will link to below I will be here it'll be there um a series like to yeah um, but it's mostly uh, getting in touch with the high vibes, I think, was yeah. probably the most important thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, I love that you bring up energy as part of that. I think we have so much conditioning and this is part of why, you know, I get increasingly more passionate about human design because it's, it's a system of understanding energy mm. and, and, you know, our unique capacities and the way that our energy moves in synergy. But um energy is not an unlimited resource. Mm. It's not unlimited. It has its limitations and it has its, its ways of, of draining based on how we use it. Mm. And I think we have so much conditioning around, you know, if we're pursuing purpose and we're pursuing a dream and we're really wanting to manifest something, even when it feels aligned in our body to mm. do that, it's still a usage of energy. Yeah. And you're still, you're still going to run out at some point and you're still going to need to rest and exactly what you said you can force yourself through that barrier like you can like push yourself through like you can and like keep going um and that's just going to have particular sort of like energetic equations that come into place you know if you deplete yourself then what you're going to end up in is depletion yeah like was, people saying like, oh yeah, you're a spiritual, so you must be doing great. Like you're like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I am binge watching Netflix, my friends. Oh yeah, like <laughs> were you did you feel like, you know, having forcing your energy through that final week when it was actually the live summit, what mm. was that energetic 
kind of consequence or balance for you on the other side? Well, I mean, I had to take at least a week off afterwards. Like I, but I like deleted Instagram for a week. Um, so like even just like physically, I could not concentrate on anything. Um, like the consequence of it was it felt like I wasn't speaking very authoritatively and I realized like and I did my live workshop on the Thursday evening and I was like I'm done like this is this is the pinnacle of my energy um and I still have three more things to go (laughs) um so I probably could have planned that a bit better um (laughs) so good I mean yeah so there was definitely that like oh I cannot do anything like I cannot create anything else I cannot take on clients right now like I cannot book any calls for the next week because it would just be wrong (laughs) and it's definitely like you, you and I have talked a lot like in the soul collective and on various occasions where we've worked together um like that authority and people can feel that you know um you say you can't just keep using your energy and expect it to just be okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't manufacture it. You can't manufacture no. that. I yeah. think that there is too, there is a very misguided belief that um, if you're talking about the thing that you're passionate about or if you're, you know, pursuing a goal or if you're really being, you know, on purpose, that that is just going to be a resource that's constantly available to you. Almost as though, like, if you reach a certain pinnacle of success, mm. um, like the summit, you know, like you create this summit and you bring all of these speakers in and all these people attend and, and, you know, it's by all intensive purposes, it's a great success. And that if you can do that, if you can live in that physical manifestation of the success, then everything is going to feel vibrant and good and mm. high and amazing, you know, and it, it can be a really jarring reality yeah. when you understand that your energy still works the same. Mm-hmm. whether you are in the manifestation or like out of alignment with it like yeah there is still a level of exhaustion that comes from from overusing your energy you still really get subject to um the rules and the energetic laws about using your authority if your energy's tapped out you can't tap into your authority you can't mm. and it doesn't it doesn't resonate with people and it doesn't land so firstly like letting go of that concept of when I become successful, mm. it will all feel like this. <laughs> when I become successful, you will feel like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same yeah. way as you do right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because yeah, as you say, for all intents and purposes, it was very successful and it's me living my dream life. I'm just like, oh, I want a business where I can stand on stages. And I'm like, I am on a virtual stage, mm-hmm. like running this as the host of the summit. Yeah. Um, and it's it's me come out as like, this is my niche and this is who what I am an expert in. Yeah. And so and that was amazing, you know. I was just like, oh, this is like literally my dream life. And now I'm exhausted. Like, yeah, now yes. I'm going to go and rest for a week. Like, I still feel like I'm sort of catching up. And yeah. It was like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that. I'm getting that. Energy takes a long time to yeah. replenish. A lot longer than we ever plan it to. Yeah. To. Oh, mate. Like, you know, I'm all about this. Like, all about it. Like, this is what my um, freebie is on my website. Yeah. Is, uh, like, 
I tell people like, okay, imagine you're a battery and like everything that you do will either charge the battery or it will deplete it. Mm -hmm. And so my freebie is a energy calculator where you put in like all the things that are like you get buzzing and like you're happy and you're energetic and then all the things that are draining you. And it's like, and if that side where everything's draining you outweighs it, like your battery is going to run out, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't matter like how many amazing things are in here. <laughs> like, yeah. um, there's still things that will drain you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you feel perpetually tired, there's mm. a reason. Yeah. 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 So I feel that. And, and that's what boundaries are for. Hooray. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't have to show up when I don't want to. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Did you, did you have any particular fears that cropped up through that, that process of getting the idea for the summit, really like allowing yourself to kind of go it alone and take it and make it what you wanted it to be. Were there any fears or limiting beliefs that kind of continued to show themselves through that process? Um, it was a little bit scary um, asking people to speak who were further along the business journey than I was yeah. like you and a couple of others I can were like my keynote speakers yeah. I'm just like oh but I am not like as big a business owner as them <laughs> like oh like and I'm still establishing myself um mm. but the thing like summits you can establish yourself as that expert you know yeah. and I said over and over again like this is who I am this way <laughs> Um, so that was definitely one of them. Obviously, um, a big fear is that people won't show up. Um, mm. You know, like you've done all this work and then people are like, oh, how'd it go? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> it was good. Like, um, But again, like just being able to tell you stuff, like if people need to hear it, then they will sort of thing. And that's yeah. something that I've definitely picked up from you. Like people are in your space for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are probably the bigger thing. I'm all good just charging ahead doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those were the big ones. Like probably, I guess, the umbrella term is imposter syndrome. Um, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, I'm not actually like a big enough business owner to pull this off. <laughs> yeah, which everyone can resonate with. Everyone oh, yeah. can resonate with that. <laughs> and the, the beautiful thing about watching that, process and and you know being able to kind of observe that journey is that mm -hmm. even though you may have felt that that certainly didn't stop you mm -hmm. from taking mm -hmm. action you know yeah. recognizing that that was just a fear and it was just yeah. there and it was just present and moving forward anyway because imposter syndrome in particular has this real way of seeming really insurmountable mm. because it involves other people yeah. right like well if I go and ask that person who is further along in their business than me to come and speak like what are they going to say and what are they going to think and what are they going to feel? And is that going to ostracize me and, you know, cast me out of this circle of this connection that I have. And, mm. you know, it gets, it gets very, very complicated. And I think that that is inspirational just in and of itself that mm. so many people struggle with imposter syndrome and really struggle with taking action beyond it. Yeah. And, and you did, you just, you just it. backed yourself. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. it. Doesn't work out, but it's fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I try exactly. not to get too apathetic, but I'm just like, you just got it. You just do it, and if it doesn't work out, then people don't care as much as you think they do. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have that big of an audience, so who cares? <laughs> you know, it's 
like trying to talk myself through these things. And that was a big one. It's like, man, people probably care more about themselves. Like people aren't actually, they don't care as much as you think they do. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. So true. So where to from here? For Lucy Becker, what's what, onwards above the, the horizon now that you are niched again and beautifully into being a boundaries coach? Where to? Yes, it feels great. Yes. I, say, I say that at least once a day, like, I don't have to do anything. Like, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. No, no. And the amount, oh my God, the amount of people that I talk to and they're like, oh, this person messaged me and I don't want to say no because it's rude. I'm like, or do you want to go? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, it's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it feels good. It feels good to be where I am currently. Next on the horizon, um, I am going to be running a challenge mm-hmm. soon in the next few weeks. I don't know. I can't remember when the podcast episode comes out. but it's probably timed right on the challenge. So that will be Yes, we will link that in the show notes. So I'm running a challenge that's going to help people say no without feeling guilty. Um, so oh. that is on my calendar. Um, I'm going to be taking my six-step assert method for setting boundaries and turning that into a course, um, as well as all my one-on-one clients. Um, so it's pretty just like I'm just chugging, just chugging along. Just I won't chugging. be doing anything like as big and as like energetically draining as the summit, as mm. incredible as it was. Um, that was probably another fear was like, once you do this, you have to keep up that same amount of energy. Like you have to kind of take that momentum and keep going. And I'm like, I haven't quite recovered. So, <laughs> so I won't be doing anything like that in a while. Like I'll be doing mm. a, a smaller challenge that uh, doesn't involve 15 other people. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of chugging. Like there's like, I feel good about the next couple of months in terms mm. of like who it is that I'm serving. Um, like who I'm get, like attracting into those one-on-one clients. Uh, yeah. So not quite, a, if you asked me before the summit, I'm like, yeah, I'm running this like huge summit and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, just chugging along. <laughs> Actually, now I'm good. A couple of little things and then Christmas and then, and then we'll see. Oh, yeah. don't. Oh my gosh. I'm like four <laughs> months away from the end of the year. It's okay. It's As we said in the reset summit, like four months is a long time. Like mm-hmm. you can do a lot in four months. So yeah, you can grow a lot. You can experience mm. a lot. You can mm-hmm. do a lot. You can achieve a lot if you really want oh, to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Or you can just slow down and just yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. And that's good too. That's so good great. Too. Yes. I am just so thankful <laughs> and so grateful that you joined us and that you just brought like your classic open, honest, real Lucy attitude and Lucy energy. It's always so refreshing for me. I always leave out feeling like that was very real. (laughs) (laughs) Realness is so nice. Yeah, yeah. No guardedness. Um, And if people want to follow you, catch up with you, keep in link with any of your stuff, where can they catch you on Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? Yep. Um, so I'm at Lucy Becker underscore on Instagram and I'm lucybecker.com. So if you wanted that energy calculator, you put it in and it 
automatically calculates what percent to your mental battery is on that is on my website and yeah so instagram is definitely the best place and if you're thinking about running a coaching summit as i said i am doing a blog series um, that will be on my other business website which is the littlecontentco.com and we'll link all of that below um, so if you wanted to know like what platforms i used and how i planned it all even though i said i didn't plan it <laughs> Are we doing a, like a step-by-step guide um, if you want, if you're a coach that wants to run a summit yourself? Amazing. That will all be linked down there, but definitely at the very least, go and follow Lucy on social media because not only does she throw out incredible wisdom and inspiration, she's hilarious. So it's always good for a bit of like real life pick me up. But thank you, thank you, thank you again, Luce, for joining us. I am, continue to be honoured to be part of the circle that gets to witness what you do this year and, and beyond this year. And I know whatever is coming, whether it is as giant as a summit or, you know, as small as a blog post, all of it is going to be just amazing and real and authentic and genuinely creating that impact on the world that I know that you seek. So I'm honoured to be part of it. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hunting for Purpose. If you loved this episode, don't forget to take a photo or a screenshot, jump on over to Instagram and tag me at Coach Holly Marie on your stories or your posts so that I can share the excitement with you. We will definitely be meeting again on the next episode, but until then, keep hunting for your purpose, babe.